All right, boys, come on now, sit down. Uncle Dylan's got something to tell you. Now, if you're enjoying our podcast and you feel like you want to help us out, head on over to our Patreon page and throw some money our way. For just a small monthly fee, you'll get access to premium episodes that regular folk can only dream of. And if that's not enough, we'll even throw in some exclusive extras like access to our Discord where we can just hang, you know, just me and the boys. We'll all be there. You can participate in the creation of our content and get a glimpse into the inner workings of our podcast. So don't waste any more time. Visit our Patreon page and become a patron today. Thank you for supporting us and just for being you, one of the boys. All right, on with the show. We were faffing a little bit. There'll be some dead air that we need to cut, maybe a few. Yeah, if we're a little under for this one, I think that's fine. We maybe want to move on to premium. We're doing two shorties. Yeah, two shorties. Uh, It's the name of a film I'm making. Yeah. It's a private film. (laughs) (laughs) For your eyes only. Uh, Shorty like a melody in my head. Anyway. Na 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 every day. Like an iPod stuck on replay, replay. Uh, see, he repeated it. Oh, shit, yeah. Jordan Peterson's replaying. got something to say about 15-Minute Cities. Oh. I'm a fucking idiot. I thought you were going to say he's got something to say about 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> There's Those no you... way he could have been shot nine times. Have you seen him on Graham Norton where he gets um, Julie Waters to fill... So Julie Waters, who plays Molly Weasley in Harry Potter, they're both on Graham Norton, and she's intrigued. What, 50 Cent? Yeah, and she's intrigued by him getting shot, and he was like, I got shot in the tongue, and there's bullet fragments, and it's great for oral sex. And, and she's Ugh. like, can I feel? So he puts a tissue in his tongue, and then she gets to feel the bullet fragment in his tongue. It's Ugh. very weird, but... Yeah. Whoever shot him nine times, really not very good with, <laughs> yeah, with know, a weapon. Right? Like, because I, I don't know if this is true, but I remember hearing in high school he was like sat in a car and someone like came up to him and just started fucking blasting. Yeah, so he was outside his grandma's house. And the reason I know this is because on Graham Norton they asked him, where were you shot? And he said, outside my grandma's house. And they were like, no, where were you shot on your body? And he was like, oh. Um, and like, all over. All over. <laughs> outside my grandma's house. Is that your 50 cent? Totally. This is, uh, so a few different places in the UK and I think Canada as well are planning on implementing 15-minute cities, which is basically just a a marketing term for urban planning where you only have to walk or bicycle 15 minutes in any direction to get to what you need. So, like, it'll be focusing on, like, high and middle density um, urban planning priority for pedestrians and bicycles uh less access for cars so people will be like actively incentivized to walk or bicycle and obviously 15 minutes it'll it'll take you 15 minutes to get to whatever thing whatever service you need whether that be work or the shops or you know you know from your home and a bunch of people online have 
been very confused because they think that 15 minute cities means uh, some kind of like new world order lockdown protocol. What? Yeah, so people are confused and they think that 15 minute cities means that there'll be 15 minute lockdowns in every city or that like you won't be allowed to leave the city. It's very weird. There's been a lot of protests and people are just confused basically. Like they're very angry. I don't know where the conspiracy theory uh, originated. It'll be some, I'm guessing it'll be some sort of like QAnon adjacent uh, sort of uh, conspiracy similar to like what we had when we had lockdowns but uh, yeah I've got there's a an interview that somebody did at one of these protests in Banbury and the way this guy talks about it is just it's so telling of like knowing absolutely nothing but being incredibly passionate about it uh, of the What's your name and where you're from? My name's Ron Wilkins from Banbury. Worked um, in the construction trade all my life. You know, I'm here today because I've just lost faith in the government. You know, during lockdown, stuck to the rules for so long. But then suppression of the truth, which is like the vaccines, you know. I looked on the medical side. I looked on the side of the fourth side against. Um, they're covering up deaths that are to do with the vaccine. Do you know what I mean? All I want is uh, for purity of the truth. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, so, not, I'm not here to riot, nothing like that. I'll just, I'll just wanna, I'll just want transparency through society, mate. You know what I mean? I don't want dictatorship. I don't want suppression of the truth. You know, you're a reporter. I was said to you a minute ago, I just want you to print the words I'll say. That's why we're video recording, you know what I mean? Of course. You know, and so, so the things that you've expressed concern about are not necessarily the things that are on the agenda today, which is about essentially... Oh, that's been a question the agenda today, and I'll tell you about About 15-minute cities. So, so the 15-minute city, mate, yeah, I, I, just what my friend John was saying, I think it's definitely, you know, I, I like to be in nature, mate. I like to go out in nature. I've got a camper van, you know, I stick to He likes to be in nature. We all like to be in nature from time to time. Is I want to be able to go on a weekend to release myself into um, into nature. But he wants to release himself minute, um, into nature. When was, when was the last time you released yourself into nature, Dill? I walked outside to get to my car today. Oh, yeah. Did you release yourself <laughs> Did you while you release you're out? yourself? <laughs> no, I'd already taken a couple of shits this morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> climate lockdowns as I call them which I'm not saying 100% true there's a lot of disinformation out there so I'm going to be disinformation the road, you know I mean? um, disinformation's a real word true, gonna, I don't know it just doesn't sound work. right disinformation so I think the difference between disinformation and misinformation is that like misinformation di- is an accident and disinformation yeah. is purposeful yeah yeah. It's, del- it's deliberate. It's deliberate. You're disinformed, so, mate. But I recently looked a couple of days ago, and uh, on Google they seem to have changed it now. They're not doing lockdowns, which is, I'll be honest with you, mate, it's took a bit of, uh, it's uh, made me a bit confused now. Yeah. Because obviously I've come out today to fight for the right, but now they're putting on uh, Google that they're not going to do that. They're going to do uh, 15 minutes where a car can't go down, and it, you're going to get fined so through the post. Um, but reading for history, mate, they've always reneged on what they promised. Do you know what I mean? Reneged. So I've seen it throughout history where they'll say something and then uh, died down. I say words wrong too. It's fine. Happened. Sometimes you only read them and you assume that that's how they're pronounced. The English language is hard. Um, words are hard. Yeah, words are hard. But, yeah, that's basically that's basically the vibe that I've been seeing a lot of from the whole, like, 
15 minute city discourse is people who are like you're either not allowed to drive for 15 minutes you're only allowed to drive for 15 minutes uh or it's like some kind of lockdown adjacent thing so like the That's some poor marketing on the government's part, though, because they called it, like, didn't they call it 15-minute lockdowns? No. Then where are they getting lockdown from? It's it's a conspiracy theory. People are are getting it from, like, alternate forms of, like, independent media. So it'll either be things like Truth Social, Parler, Rumble, whatever. Uh, But people are, like, misunderstanding 15-minute cities as a headline. And they're like, 15 minutes? 15 minutes of what? More lockdowns? Because that's like a thing that the government is has done before is do lockdowns. So they're assuming that like if it's in a city and the government's saying it, it must be a lockdown because that's what they're like. That's what they're expecting the government to do, basically. Um, but I'm super excited about 15 minute cities. Apparently, where apparently the WA government has uh, taken away. Uh, public planning control from local governments mm. so now that now like uh, public planning will be decided on a state level oh and yeah good old Marky Lark Mark loves a good lockdown Marky Lark Marky Lark <laughs> I'm looking forward to the 15 minute city lockdowns in Perth to be honest because like um, do, you, do you think the people who protested the lockdowns initially and were like they're going to be forever they're never going to let us out do you think they're going to be do you think they're disappointed that that they're just over now and that nobody's? I mean, maybe that's what the why they're clinging onto this so hard because they're like, oh, see, I told you, they're gonna be forever. They're just bringing them back and they're different now. Yeah, can't. There's nothing more disappointing than like realizing the world's not about to end when you said it would be. Yeah. Do you guys remember the Mayan calendar and how they're like the world's gonna end in 2012? Oh, that's that's always been a thing. Is people it's like hilarious. doomsday predictions and shit like and that. And Y2K, the computers are gonna get that us. That one was fucking hilarious because like a bunch of people sold all their possessions thinking they wouldn't need them anymore, or like uh, people went down into fucking bunkers. What a great New Year's when they when the world didn't end. And people had realized they'd wasted a fuckload of money. <laughs> but there's, like, the darker side of that is when, like, uh, really yeah, Imagine going back to work next Monday. I <laughs> know, oh, bro. <laughs> yeah, after, like, telling everyone, don't, like, I'll see you and just saying they goodbye to everyone. They probably their goodbyes yes. and shit. Do you, um, oh, you, have you guys heard about, I think it's his name is Andrew Camping. He was a TV minister who uh, said that he could predict doomsday from like reading different like scriptures or whatever and he did a bunch of maths and he was like it's gonna be this date and a bunch of his followers believed him (laughs) a bunch of his followers believed that the rapture was coming so like they sold all their shit they like uh they went and spent their life savings and then you know monday came round and and the bunch of people lost like their entire life savings a bunch of people were fucking broke and uh or in debt like people ran up massive amounts of credit card debt just like pissing it up the wall having fun because they didn't think they would need to pay it off there's um i'm just i'm trying to remember which group it was but there was one of those like cults where it's like we're all gonna not the actual drink the kool-aid group but one of those groups are like we're all gonna drink the poison and die <laughs> and um nothing happened obviously and there's a few of them that are left behind 
and they're still active even though the the shit didn't work. Really? Yeah, That's interesting. That, that is actually a, a genuine phenomenon. Like a yeah. lot of doomsday cults, when doomsday doesn't happen, uh, people will stay committed and then they'll just be at the next event. It's mm. like, all right, guys, well, I guess we'll see you next year for until, the uh, real one. Yeah, until the Earth actually dies and then they'll be like, we told you. It's like, yeah, but you were however many hundreds of years off. This is why people need communities. I think it's just... Heaven's a- Gate. So Heaven's it, Gate. So the Heaven's Gate cult, after, like, their leaders and, like, people off themselves to like go to the fucking next dimension or get beamed up or whatever this shit was supposed to happen there's still people around and they're still part of the cult because um the rapper Lil Uzi Vert used their imagery for one of his album covers for Eternal Take and they sued him for, for using their so they're like they're around and they're suing people for like copying their their brand imagery but it's like it it's over, dude. Like, the thing didn't work. Why are you still here? Why are you still litigious? I think they were the ones that had the Nikes. Were they the cult that they all had the matching Nikes? Um, oh, yes. It, they they covered themselves with, like, purple quilts or whatever. Yeah, they, had, they had purple clothes and they had, I think, Nike Rochers or something like that. Yeah, so cult they they were in track with... suits covered in, like, a, a purple quilt with just the shoes Yeah, it is. It, that was Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Have you guys seen... It's a mass suicide, and they're all, all wearing the same Nike shoes. The, couple um, of guys... So it was just, like, one dude left over. I don't know how many were left, but there are a couple left that sued Lil Uzi Verts. There's at least a, a few of them left after okay. the mass suicide. Nice. Just to administrate, you know, and be litigious. Have you guys ever seen those ladies around... I know it's kind of like a, a side tangent. Those ladies that wear, like, purple and red all the time. They've usually got, like, red hats and they're older ladies and they're wearing, like, purple. No. And they're in some sort of weird club. They're everywhere. It's some sort of weird old ladies club. And the because, old lady cult. Because I am an old lady, I'm tempted to be like, hey, what's this club? I want in on this old lady purple and red they're club. they're just like the stonecutters from The Simpsons. Yes. They're it's all like, purple and red. It's old lady stonecutters. That's what it is. And I want in. Let me in, ladies. Let me in. So this the is... The sweater knitters. <laughs> so this is from uh, Royal Town Planning Institute. This is a UK website. Uh, the idea of 15-minute cities, sometimes known as 20-minute neighbourhoods, uh, needs little introduction. A utopian vision of local city, it is... Don't call things utopian. Yeah, no. that's not a good idea. Yeah. It is writ large as today's most popular planning program. The concept is strongly associated with Sorbon Professor... Is that Sorbon? Is that what that word is? It's a weird word. I can't see it from here. Spell anyway. it out. S-O-R-B-O-N-N-E. Suborn? I have no idea. Uh, Carlos Monero uh, and even Paris's socialist mayor. uh, Is she a socialist? And Hindalago. That's hard to pronounce. I saw someone online saying that BlackRock is a far left, like corporation far left group the investment company that's been going around just buying up i thought you meant the music genre black rock. yeah no. so did i i was like what because it's punk because it's anti-establishment there was yeah. also some post about how like kanye and adidas are going to come to an agreement as to what's going to be done with the remaining yeezy stock 
um, and someone was commenting and I thought they were talking about Adidas and like talking about this far left blah, blah blah and I was like lol imagine thinking that Adidas is a far left corporation and he was like actually dickhead I was talking about BlackRock I was like that's even funnier like that I, I didn't bother asking but that's the kind of person that thinks that the Democrats are far left Right, you know what I mean. Why like, is why is BlackRock? Uh, aren't they like a military contractor? No, that's Blackwater. Oh, okay, the other one. BlackRock is just a big investment. company. All black that... companies look the same to me. Mm. Wow. Um, Blackwater had to change their name because they started getting such a bad reputation. I can't remember what they changed it to. I remember that I played a video game called Prototype, and the like evil Nazi military was called Blackwater. I had Black Watch. Sorry. That's funny. Yeah. I love video games that try to do, like, satire of the US military-industrial complex. Oh, speaking of video games, apparently... So, obviously, there's been that whole controversy around Hogwarts legacy and and it being transphobic and all that sort of stuff. There's now a new one that's come out about this game that was developed by Russian developers. Oh, yeah. And it's about... It's kind of about, like old Russia but it's this weird sort of dystopian type game and apparently they have a woman in it that looks very much like uh, a former Ukrainian prime minister I think or president Um, yeah and so people are wanting to boycott it Uh, but it's Atomic Heart there we go yeah apparently that's been in the news too Um, lots of people are like don't play it don't promote it but a a lot of other because it's a russian game that features a character that looks a bit like no but other things it's got like undertones of it being like it's got like soviet union everything's like everything's part of the soviet union sort of stuff and obviously that's a touchy subject is that people play like call of duty which is just american exceptionalism propaganda like yeah wasn't the last call of duty game literally set in the cold war there's Reagan in yeah, there. Yeah, I think so. But, but also um, the people who developed it were like, we started developing this back in 2018 when there was no war. Like we were just... Yeah, uh, games take longer than a year with, to make. shit with Ukraine was already contentious before then. And when was Crimea? Wasn't that like yeah. 2014 or something? That's true. But they were like, I think people were up in arms about it because obviously the very present war that is going on right now and yeah, so it's a bit of a read the room sort of vibe in terms of releasing it now but yeah the, I mean, as you said they started earlier but then again there were yeah this ukraine shit didn't just happen in the last year yeah that's true but would people have been as sensitive about it if they'd released it like if they had been able to no, develop and release not, it previously because of the fucking hearts and minds campaign of yeah. ukraine and like it's you know it, it it probably wouldn't have got as much pushback. No one really. Everyone's just like, oh shit, Crimea. I guess. Like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's that weird sort of like I guess like within the context of what's happening, it obviously upsets people. But at the same time, like you know, shut up. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, it's the same as uh, I think. I like. I have a hard time with the whole Harry Potter stuff as well because it's... I get, like, don't buy new stuff and don't support her, but regardless, she's going to be making royalties no matter what. Like, this... Like, Harry Potter has spiralled so much out of its own kind of, like, being and and being, um, you know, uh, just the books themselves. There's so much 
around them that no matter what, she's going to be making royalties until the end of time. Like, so there's kind of no way to stop JK Rowling to keep making money. I get that you don't want to contribute to her continuing to make money, but like, what about streamers who are streaming the game and then all of the money that they make donating to uh, like trans charities or trans streamers, support. Are there yes, streamers doing lo- that? Loads, loads of them are doing that to combat it, and then they're getting That's attacked. Sick fuck you, to yeah. But mate. then they're getting attacked JK. by the by the trans community and saying like, is That's it the not trans enough. community or just people who? No, are- but but well, from people from lots of different backgrounds, but also from the trans community being like, you just shouldn't be playing it at all. Yeah, Shut up. I don't super vibe with the like with the boycott of it because it's like so like if you don't want to play it because you don't want to support jk rowling that's fine it's just but it's it's not gonna there's no consequence of that practically do you know the personal opinions of every owner of ip or every developer or every head of a company of every game that you play like so fucking dumb also what i want to say to that is so i always come at it from the perspective of like so the films so after she came out with her very transphobic views um, and a lot of people were up in arms about it and my family were particularly upset about it. I used my film and TV kind of perspective because that's just personally how I felt about it. Think about all of the people who spent so much time and effort bringing those films together. I know what it takes and how much of yourself it requires to put into being a part of a film crew, especially of that magnitude and that budget and all of the individual people that are part of it that brought those stories to life that don't share those views and don't have anything to do with her but had everything to do with bringing these films to life like they've dedicated half of their lives because that's how that's how long it took to to put all of those films together it's it's like at least 10 15 years in the making of these films so that's a good portion of your life dedicated to a craft that you love only to have people turn around and go boycott it don't watch it it's terrible when it's nothing to do with you the stories themselves should be that's where i feel like you can remove the art from the artist but don't you think that like the people who helped produce the films, they've already been paid. So you're not supporting them by continuing to watch it. But she You gets... are by watching their craft, the thing that they've put together, they've spent time and effort putting together. It's not just about the the monetary compensation, it's about the appreciation of of their craft and what what they've been able to produce like as a production designer and your sets and and your so there's Warner Brothers Studios which you can go to and I've been to several times to go and see all of the props and the costumes um and the sets and it's just it's a phenomenal place and you could spend hours in there and I have done and when you pay money to that place obviously some of that is going to go to her but I'm there for for what they produced for their craft for for just the the amazing techniques and skills and abilities that these people had in order to bring this world to life it's not about uh so you feel that like the enjoyment of the product necessarily includes an appreciation for the multiple craftsmen that helped bring it together it's not just an appreciation it's bigger than her it's not the same as like if you know not listening to chris brown because he's a you know domestic abuser like there are 
producers and writers that work with him, but it's still very much a, it's a smaller enterprise and it's centered around him as a guy. Uh, a movie has got a lot more moving parts and a lot more people who contribute who don't necessarily share the same views as the woman who wrote the books that they're based on. Mm. And as I was saying before, like, and t- like, I think you're going to be pretty fucking disappointed by the views of a lot of the people who own the companies or like the, the develop the software development firms or any of those sort of entities. I think you're going to be pretty fucking disappointed in their, in their worldviews. If you knew them, they just may not be as active on Twitter as JK Rowling is. So if you're going to take this principal stand on this video game, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I would want to know what other video games you play and how, that, <laughs> like how much you know it, yeah. about the people who made those. I feel, so what do you feel like the threshold is for when it's uh, like, I guess a moral or an ethical obligation to an, boycott a product. I mean, another good example is people are always up in arms about Blizzard because Blizzard likes to f- fuck its uh, patrons over yeah, time industry, and time again. The industry in general is terrible. It's terrible to, uh, like, the... What are they? The designers. It's terrible to, like, game designers or pretty much anybody who works in the actual production of the game unless you're like a made guy like but also the people who play the games they're not particularly good to their players well, either yeah, it's not it's not good for consumers like bigger brands like blizzard or activision like ruthlessly monetize their games and then release broken crap and patch it in post bethesda is notorious for that mm. uh is it tom howard the guy from bethesda i Any- can't remember I, can't, I need to double check his name i think i've got it wrong there but um yeah, like unless you're a made guy who's like the the one who runs the show at those bigger studios, you're getting paid trash and it's really hard to get um, decent work, particularly if a game doesn't do that well. So I can see an argument for why like purchasing or playing a game and making it successful would be beneficial to the people making it. But I also see the side of like they've they've been paid either way and you're not doing that for every single game like when when is it when when is consumption of a product you know like support versus just i want to consume this product and i'm trying to find a valid reason for why do you know do you know what i mean like because you like you don't purchase every single game or play every single game just to show support to the people making it you're choosing the game that you want to play based on the game that you want to play and then i just i get very like you know, I, I know this is may- maybe not the right mentality, but I just get very black pill and people like think that they're those kind of their purchase decisions within capitalism are making this big difference. It's like, all right, but you still go to Kmart and buy fucking sweatshop teas and like, yeah, you know, some people don't though. Do you think that like if, if you're not well, living, if you live your whole life like that, which some people do, yeah, then props to you. But if you're someone who every now and then you'll make one or two choices and not only make those choices, but be incredibly vocal about those choices and disparaging of people who don't make those same choices. If you're one of those people, get fucked. Yeah. Because so you don't live your life in a consistently ethical way when it comes to your consumption. No. Right. So I you don't think-, think it's right to... I, so, again, I think it's the same kind of thing as, like, being a vegan. I don't think tearing other people down for not being vegans is right. If you actively want to be that way, then that is fine, but don't tear other people down for it. Like I try my best to purchase things uh, like ethical products or recycled products, but I still shop at Kmart and that is because it's cheap and I 
currently don't earn enough money to be able to afford to buy things ethically all the time because there is a premium on those products because they they require more effort to produce and so i have to resort to purchasing things from big companies like kmart or big w in order to get those things like i try not to where i can avoid buying things from amazon but for the most part i still i still shop big it's it's kind of unavoidable still at the moment until those until those product products are available and affordable to those who don't earn as much do you when when do you think that people are like quote unquote allowed to make those criticisms of other people like if you're a vegan who lives a 100% ethically consistent vegan lifestyle and you genuinely believe that uh killing animals is like similar in like moral uh moral wrongness to killing a human if you genuinely feel like there's an animal holocaust do you think that you would be within your rights to criticize people for that uh, no, I think so. I think you're allowed to, you know, um, disseminate information and maybe host like talks and have open discussions and allow people to come to you and definitely like put across put across your point and have debates with people about it. Absolutely, but I think trying to force people to like follow a certain lifestyle just because you believe it to be the right lifestyle is not necessarily really going to get people on board either whether it's right or not do you think that it would be the same if it was like a human holocaust um do you think that people like at what point do you feel like somebody has an obligation to get loud about a specific issue as an activist i'm not really sure if i think about it because like what you're saying makes sense if you don't think that it's that big of an issue that people are killing animals but if it was a human holocaust just saying oh well you should try to get people on your side by bringing them in and being very reasonable i don't feel like that would be much comfort to the people in that situation and if you if you genuinely believe that animals have a moral value similar to humans then you would be approaching it in the exact same way which is what vegans are doing that's true but also we tend to value humans more than anything else well that's that's true but that's beside the point the fact that their like philosophy regarding like the morality of eating animals or like the value of an animal life versus a human life the fact that that's inconsistent in the way that some people present it or that there are like holes in it or that they draw a line somewhere just different to where we are so like a lot of vegans will say you draw the line between, you know, pet animals and food animals. That's arbitrary. But then they, uh, they're they not cool with killing, uh, like, mammals, but they might be okay with killing insects, which are also animals and also sentient. So, like, yeah, the, just because the philosophy is inconsistent on that level doesn't invalidate the the legitimate feeling that they're having that, like, cows and chickens have similar... Uh, like experiences to humans as as they perceive it like if my point is that you need to get on their level and understand like the reason that they're making this much noise is because they feel so strongly about it um but like what to like what dylan was saying if you're boycotting a product because you think that the person who produced it is unethical in some way so jk rowling is transphobic therefore i won't support her products anymore but you're also supporting other 
other content which is unethical in similar ways. So, like, you know, Blizzard is known for its hostile work environment towards women. Like, women are se- routinely uh, sexually harassed or... I think there's been several ac- accusations of sexual assault by the women working there against... Like, Their husband, yeah. Yeah, against, like, executives and stuff. If you're still purchasing and, and uh, finding pleasure in those products, but you don't... But you're drawing the line at... Uh, JK Rowling with her transphobia it, it feels a little bit inconsistent and half-hearted to start judging other people but if you were like consistent across the board if you only ever used uh, like if you only ever played indie games made by people that you verified as having the right politics or whatever then I think you can start making noise because like clearly this and, and issue means a lot is, to you the thing is like you know you can you can still make those choices. Like, I'm not telling you, like, it's completely futile to make any kind of moral-based decision when you consume things. Like, for example, like, I've considered, like, a few people have recommended to me to get a soda stream, right? Because, like, we drink a lot of sparkling or mineral water in our house. Mm. But I don't want to get one because my understanding is that, like, it's not in line with, like, BDS, right? I mean, like that's that's why I have a Soda King, because they're, it's an off-brand and it's not owned by SodaStream. It's Australian. But, but mm. so my point is, I just don't buy SodaStream, but I've got friends who've got SodaStream, our parents have SodaStream, and I don't get in their face like, oh, you know what that's about, blah, 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 yeah. because it's just, you know, they could probably point at a million things that I own or that I use that are also... Um, you know, far from completely ethical. Or I mean, same with like, I don't buy stuff from Amazon. I buy stuff from, like, if I buy books, I buy them from an Australian website. Mm. But again, I don't get up people's ass about it because. So, so the point that I'm making is like, look, you can, if whatever you can do, if if you feel you can do it, you can take those sort of moral positions and you can, you know adjust your purchasing accordingly. Mm-hmm. But unless you're fucking squeaky clean, don't. And you could even, like, I don't know, if you wanted to tweet to make people aware or something like that, but don't get up people's ass about it. Don't drag people and don't tell people they should, like, tell streamers they shouldn't be playing that game. You shouldn't be doing that. Like, you know, come on. I mean, I highly doubt most of those people, as, as we've been discussing, have very well-informed decisions when it comes to other things they consume, even just within the realm of gaming, as, as Cam was pointing out. Mm. And, like... I think there comes a point where the the like activism, I guess if if we're going to call it that, does itself become unethical because some people have received death threats or at least like I need to, I don't have specific examples of them, but like what I've what people have been saying is that they've been receiving death threats. So like streamers yeah. are receiving uh, a lot of hate and death threats, not just like you're bad, I don't like you, but like you know actual who else gets death threats, trans people. Mm. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know that it's uh, if if the point is to win people's hearts and minds, I don't think that's the way to go about it. And I don't think that I think there are some instances where using using a more sort of forceful approach is necessary. So like obviously uh, when it comes to so like if, so when it comes to, like, actual oppression, I don't think there's any problem with, like, actually fighting back. So, like, if the government is being oppressive, if the government is, like, 
putting people in camps and stuff like that, then I think violence is necessary because that's just how that system works. You're not just going to talk the government out of being oppressive. Um, but when you're talking about something as comparatively inconsequential as JK Rowling being a bit of a Karen on Twitter about trans people, I think like death threats is, is overblown. The point should be to try and win people over. And I don't think that death threats does that or being extremely moralizing about a person's uh, decision to play a game or if they're a streamer it's a financial decision it's a business decision to play a game so that you can get viewers so that you can get subs because that's your job it doesn't necessarily mean that you support JK Rowling it just means that you're trying to make money off of her mm. um, how did we get here which we, was the best Harry Potter book Oh, the, the best, third. The best yeah, book? The, third, the, is the, best the third is the best. The Prisoner of Azkaban is undoubtedly the best book and film, both. Yeah, yeah it's definitely the best film. I yeah. can't remember the films, but I do think that one was directed in a in a cool way. Yeah, uh, they... It was by Alphonse, Alphonse something. He was really good. It was very quirky. It was also the first time that they had them not in their robes and in plain and, like, normal clothes, which is what they would wear. Like, normally they would wear just sort of, like, normal clothes under their robes instead of a uniform. They weren't constantly wearing a uniform. And it was just like a cool... Curon. Yes. What's he done? Curon. Curon. He's done a couple of things. Accent. Uh, He did Gravity. I haven't seen that. Children of Men. He worked on Pan's Labyrinth. So he worked on it. I don't know if he was a director, but he worked on it. Guillermo, wasn't it? He might have produced it or co-directed. Doesn't say. But yeah, Guillermo was the director. Director. Go back. Yeah. It's just what he's worked on. So he obviously helped with Pan's Labyrinth, but he wasn't, like, the director. Go to his IMDb and we shall see. Where is he born? Um, Mexico Mexico City. Mexico City. No, it said there. Go back to IMDb. Okay. He was born in Mexico City, Mexico. Yeah. And then come down to his credits. He was a writer for a bunch of stuff. Director... 17 previous films. Roma, Believe, Gravity, I Am Autism. Oh, Gravity. I want to look at that. He was the director of Gravity. Cool. Which was Possibly. overall a dog shit movie, but what? in terms of how it looked, it was great. There were some really great scenes. Visually really good. Also, I don't know if I've told you this, guys, or maybe I have. I um, was working at the Gravity after party in London, and I got to see Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. And also um, Flavor Flav, because for some reason he was Flavor also there. Flav. And he had a... Oh, my goodness. Was it Flavor Flav? Oh, no. It was Coolio. It oh. wasn't Flavor Flav. Racist. Yeah. It was Coolio. Sorry. I don't know why I thought it, it was, was Ice-T. It was Ice-T. Um, it was Eminem. It was weird. It was a very surreal moment, this but very movie, cool. This movie, I Am Autism, has 1.1 on IMDb. Mm. Wow. Is that one of his films? Yeah. Okay. I really want to watch this now. Read that review. Uh, terrible. I've never been so immediately offended. I was just looking for ironically bad movies and found this. I don't know how else to say it. This is a terrible ad and never should have been made. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't sound like he went into it with the right intent. No. If you were looking for ironically bad movies. 
Written by Billy Mann. If What's it about, though? What's the premise? Go down. Storyline. None. None. Is it an ad? Because he said it's a terrible ad. Okay, well, maybe look it up. Like, look up the film. Oh, it's a, I think it's a commercial, I guess, from by oh, Autism Speaks. Okay, he directed an ad. Apparently. I haven't looked too much into it, but Autism Speaks is considered a hate movement. Really? By the autistic community. Really? Well, because they're all about trying to find a cure. Right, okay. And autistic people are like, uh, we don't want a cure. When was this made? Well, it was released on... Uh, let's see. 2009. Wow. Okay. More than 10 years ago. Let's see. When I graduated. I am autism. I'm visible in your children, but if I can help it, I am invisible to you until it's too late. Oh, wow. I know where you live. And guess what? I live there too. I hover around all of you. I know no color barrier, no religion, no morality no currency I speak your language fluently and with every voice I take away I acquire yet another language I work very quickly I work faster than pediatric AIDS cancer and diabetes combined Wow and if you are happily married I will make sure that your marriage fails what your money will fall into my hands and I will bankrupt you for my own self gain I don't sleep so I make sure you don't either I will make it virtually impossible for your family to easily attend a temple, a birthday party, a public park, without a struggle, without embarrassment, without pain. You have no cure for me. Your scientists don't have the resources, and I relish their desperation. Your neighbors are happier to pretend that I don't exist. Of course, until it's their child. Gosh, how long does this go for? I have no interest in right or wrong. Uh, Three minutes. Jesus, do we have to? I will fight to take away your hope. I will plot to rob you of your children and your dreams. This is something we need sure to show Catherine when she comes on. Cry, wondering who will take care of my child after I die. This is insane, dude. Is you it definitely that- directed by him? I'm in shock. I'm like shocked that this is definitely now by him. Now I can't Potter watch 3. Harry Potter 3. Wow. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. can we confirm this is definitely by him? Because if it Sony's is... IMDb. But people yeah. can contribute a, to that. I am autism. Autism speaks. Alfonso, Billy Man. There you go. Wow. Poetic autism film divides campaigners. Interesting. Short film called I Am Autism... Yeah, that was him. Oh, well. Now you can't watch Harry Potter 3. Great. Because it's J.K. Rowling and Alfonso who directed this trash. Wow. All right. Yeah. Cool. Great director. Terrible person. Cool. So, (laughs) uh, Jordan Peterson on 15 Minute Cities, those of you who think... who think concern about the globalist agenda behind 15 Minute Cities is misplaced should read the source documents... And then he's got like a little blurb from this document here from, what's this from? Um, so she yeah, asked like shift to plant-based diet, citizens consuming no more than 16 kilograms of meat per person per year from an average of 58, blah, 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 blah. Um, eating healthy quantities. So like this document, as far as I can tell, is just suggestions for like 
how people can be healthier and like emit less carbon in their day to day. Yeah. Which we- is true and something that people generally nowadays are concerned about. Yeah. It's not a mandate. This is just some fucking think tank about climate change. And your carbon footprint. Also, I don't think that it's the... How is this the source documents? This is just, like... This is public planning. This is this is commonplace in Europe. You walk everywhere, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, it's he's, the same as healthcare. Mm. Yeah. Which he would know and have experience because he's from Canada, but he pretends that he's an American. Yeah, Does he? Pre- he pretend, well, he pretends that he's, like... In, he's just invested in their social issues because that's right. what pays him. Right. Control F fifteen. No. So this thing that he's linked doesn't even mention fifteen minute cities at all. This wow. is a complete non sequitur. What is C forty? Because that's C forty cities. Go up to it and just like. Yeah. C forty cities. The global network of may. Oh. Mayors yeah. taking urgent action to confront the climate crisis and create a future where everyone can thrive. So it's just mayors from all over the world who are like, yeah, It's man. a group chat of mayors that are like, hey, should we design cities that work? Go to who we are. About C40. A network of mayors from 100 world-leading cities collaborating to deliver the urgent action needed right now to confront the climate crisis. Together we can create a future where everyone everywhere can thrive. I mean, this sounds lame, but it's not... It's not what he thinks it is. The agenda. Yeah, it's not what every 15-minute city is like by design. This is just... It's like the World Economic Forum or any of those stupid fucking think tank things. Yeah. Like, but which the- which dickheads like him try like I had this conversation with someone the other day because they started talking about Klaus Schwab or whatever, and I was like, you know, like leftists don't like the World Economic Forum. Like, if you've ever read any leftist literature or even just listened to a fucking podcast, we don't like them. Mm. They're not us. They are not far left. We don't fuck with them because people confuse leftists with liberals, and liberals like capitalism. They want the system to be better. They Thinking don't want... BlackRock is far left. My God. Yeah. Jordan Peterson's got weird hang-ups about, like, walkable cities. I don't know what it is. Like, because walkable cities have become... I only eat meat so my, my bones and my joints don't work anymore, so I can't walk around. Well, like... Yeah, so they be like that's a it's a big meme on the internet at the moment because a few different content creators like not just bikes um, have been making content about how American cities fucking suck and they're extremely car dependent and how that one bankrupts the city because roads are a bad investment they're cheap to lay down but incredibly expensive to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's bad for businesses because it makes them less accessible. So people are making content about that and Americans are just like coming in their pants at the prospect whereas Europeans who live in these cities are like yeah this is normal just in my pants like if if you go to Amsterdam or Rome or Paris extremely walkable there's public transport everywhere it's great and you can get places and that's why they're so like rich and cultured I mean it is also a lot smaller I would just point out that all of Europe can fit inside all of Australia that's irrelevant though the cities so can America the cities are Dense, the same size. Yeah. The cities are designed for people who walk around because they've been there for hundreds of years since before people had cars. They were adapted for cars. They weren't built for cars. Whereas yeah. you go to like Houston or Austin, Texas or whatever, they're built around the automobile. So like yeah. every, there's car parks everywhere. There's no like 
uh, densely populated. Have uh, you seen like, Brasilia? Brasilia. That was definitely that was the new capital that they built in the sixties, I think. And it looks cool, and there's some great architecture because they had Oscar Niemeyer on it. But uh, it's definitely. Um, How do I spell that? Brasilia. Look at that shit. It's definitely that like one. cars of the future. Yeah, so like, wow. look how spaced out these big buildings are. Yep. They have to be spaced out that way so that you can fit massive fucking car parks, which means that you can't walk anywhere. So like, and we live in an area like that as well. Like the place that we go to for food all the time is like a five-ish minute drive, but it's a 45-minute walk. What? Like the place that we go for burritos. Yeah, if we wanted to walk there, it would take us 45 minutes, oh, right. but we we drive there and it takes five. So. Yeah. So when you construct your no, 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 societies no, 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 around day. cars, it makes it harder to get access to places just on foot. Mm. Um, like if I look up, at that cool, uh, look at all those cool ass buildings though. Houston. It's the future. Yeah, they definitely were like future mode in the, in the 60s in Brazil. <laughs> They were future mode in the 60s in any case. They yeah. were, you know, the, when did the Jetsons come out? Because they were like... George Jetson. Because they were frothing over that. Also, yeah. also, I'd just like to say there is a huge age gap between Mr. and Mrs. Jetson, apparently. I was... I can't remember when, but there was this post that future, came up. Baby. You're just there, breaking the news now? There was this post that came up and it showed that, like, they had their daughter, I think, when the mother was, like, on the cusp of being legal. So they're 40 and 33. Yeah. So there's seven years difference. And their daughter, I think is like 19. So 33 take 19 is what? 14. Well, it's maybe not 19. Maybe she's 17. Oh my God. Uh, But she's 16. So like she was 16 years old when they had their first kid. Okay. 16. Yeah. That's normal. Is it? Yeah. That's... To be 16 when you have your first kid? I think, yeah. I mean, in this neighborhood, yes. Yeah. In, uh, I think our mum was like 17 or 18 when she had you, Dill. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Traditional values. Yeah, I just feel like it's too I young. love walking 45 minutes for a burrito. That's my <laughs> traditional value. Anyway, yeah, so like the fuck cars movement is taking off on the internet because Americans are realizing... You fuck cars. Well, yeah, like a lot of American cities... Put your dick in and drive. So there's this book that, I'm, that I've started reading called Strong Towns. It's like those that- South Park vehicles where they have to like give a blowjob and also take it up the arse. Yes. <laughs> in order for it to that. work. So I'm book- just thinking of like instead of push to start... It's just a flashlight. Oh, <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> Gross. Uh, lube what to skirt. Squirt to skirt. Oh, that oh. changes the meaning of lube mobile. Yeah. Oh, guys, come on. Anyway. Um, Fuck cars. Yeah, so there's a... there's Next on Fox. There's a company called... Fuck cars. There's a company called Strong Towns that helps... <laughs> Fuck cops. That helps cities redesign their... That, like help city governments redesign the way that they're planned out to be more prosperous. Just cops driving around, but they're they're wearing the cop outfits that you, like a stripper, the stripper wears. Wear. <laughs> Next on Fox, fuck cops. Oh no, I don't want. I don't like this. I don't like it. All right. Sorry, Cam. Continue. No, it's 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 fine. We'll just go to the next episode. No, come on, Cam. 
finish what you were saying. Can I? Yes. Coming right. up next, what Cameron was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Anyway, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even fucking matter. Let's just skip to the next one. Okay. Well, just skip to the fucking next this one. Is, this has been the free episode. Thanks for listening. Coming up next on APFM, the premium episode. Subscribe to Patreon. Wee. And after that, fuck cops. Okay. <laughs>